everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And today is really fun. We are doing another bonus episode where it's it's May there. We're kind of in between seasons. So it's fun to talk about some different uh, Hallmark adjacent uh, things. And today we are talking about a bunch of different versions of Jane Eyre, uh, which is a story that I love. And it's been, I think there's like 15, 16 different uh, adaptations yeah. over the years. It's been filmed many times, but we're just going to talk about six different uh, versions. We're going to rank them today. It's going to be really fun. And we'll love to hear your thoughts and your rankings in the comments or on Twitter. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, but today I'm joined with a fellow film critic. Uh, one of my friends, Jen Johans is here. And Jen, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love Jane Eyre. And it's always a joy to talk to you about movies. Yes, we've had you one other time before on Hallmarkies podcast, yes. where we, uh, we did your uh, kind of Q&A about rom-coms. Yes. And it was really fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, I think that's how we met on Twitter, doing the rom-com Q&A. And then I loved mm -hmm. also being on your great Criterion podcast with Conrado. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, we have so much fun on the Criterion project. We just finished our third season uh, for that show. Uh, so I'll put a link down if people haven't uh, checked out. It's kind of where I'm able to sort of satisfy my more erudite uh, film yeah. taste. <laughs> Uh, whereas I can, for Hallmarkies podcast, can focus on the TV movies and, and those fun things. Yeah, <laughs> so romance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for people that didn't listen to that earlier episode, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Jen Johans. My website is filmintuition.com and I run a podcast called Watch with Jen. I've been a working film critic for over 15 years now. It's a little scary to say that out loud, but yes. <laughs> um, right now I mainly do deep dives on uh, film actors for DVD Netflix and uh, basically just kind of champion the films that I love when I do write uh, longer essays. And I've kind of sidelined into podcasting, which I'm really loving. And, you know, it's good to look for inspiration in my friends like Rachel. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we have a lot of fun uh, interacting. I really enjoy it. And and hopefully one of these days, maybe you, you'll come out to Sundance or something like that. We yeah. can meet. That would be really fun. It would be a blast for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about Jane Eyre. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is the Charlotte Bronte novel. And uh, what do you think makes this story so timeless? You know, I think it's a female coming of age. So a lot of us read it at that really important time in our lives when we were young women kind of coming of age and getting out in the world. I think it's also a woman overcoming adversity, which is very important and very universal and timeless. Also uh, discovering that the people in her life, some of her relatives are human beings. That's always a really important time in uh, your life when you realize uh, that these scary figures you knew in childhood are actually just people with flaws. Um, mm -hmm. I think the love story is terrific. It's kind of a Beauty and the Beast thing. The Brontes loved that. But I always preferred um, Mr. Rochester to uh, that stalker Heathcliff written by her sister, Emily Bronte in Wuthering Heights. I mean, I love Wuthering Heights. Don't get me wrong. But this is my favorite. I'm with you. I definitely prefer Jane Eyre over Wuthering Heights, especially it just feels like the publisher made her add that addendum with yeah. the, you know, the, the kids falling. It would have been so much better with a bittersweet ending. I think very, very much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're both very passionate stories, very passionate characters, mm -hmm. but I, I think that Jane is a lot more easy to have empathy for and relate yes. to than Catherine. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. She's more independent. Uh, she seems far more with it. Um, and yeah, it's just a great, great arc for the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Catherine, she just, she some, almost seems to sort of delight 
in torturing yeah. Heathcliff. <laughs> I know. She's way too passive at times and she just lets things happen all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times with love, it's like hurry up and wait, of course. But yeah. with that, it's it's a little extreme. Yes. Yeah. And I know some people with have sort of a modern take on Rochester, but I feel like he actually still holds up in my opinion because yeah. If you think of what he has been through mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know, he even says like uh, that he refuses to use uh, violence against Bertha yeah, and he does lie to Jane, but I feel like it's understandable and he admits to being a coward. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I feel like his flaws are understandable in my opinion. So yeah, it's like, do we want a man with a, you know, hidden wife locked in his attic? No, of course not. But you know, we understand where he is coming from um, as far as wanting to protect Jane and protect and own up to his responsibilities of he had married her and Mm -hmm. he does own up to it. It would have been very easy for him to do what was me through the whole uh, book. And he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not sure what inspired me to go on this Jane Eyre kick, but it was like in, in April, I just was feeling it. I think it was maybe a little Bridgerton kind of just, yeah, I did Jane Austen month on my channel and then I kind of, yeah, that was fun. And then I went from that to Jane Eyre. It was like the next step. So you I know, was just watching a bunch of them. You're yeah. not alone. I did a bunch of Jane Eyre adaptations actually like a little over a year ago or maybe a year and a half in the pandemic. There was something about it that was comforting, yeah. romantic. I think we were all very claustrophobic and shut up in our houses. Yes. And so Jane felt kind of relatable too. So some of these yeah. that we're going to talk about today, I should apologize to listeners. I didn't get a chance to rewatch except for that time. So they will mm-hmm. be um, in my mind from that time. But at least I was right there yeah. with Rachel rewatching these during the pandemic. Yeah. Some of them I watched just clips of and kind of exactly. tried to remember kind of everything about. It. And we, like, so we just picked six different versions and there mm-hmm. are a bunch uh, that we didn't include. There's a um, silent, I think, movie version from 1934 that yeah. I heard is terrible. <laughs> Um, and then there's another version from the 70s with george c scott which Mm -hmm. i have only seen clips of and i don't know i guess it's some people have said it's quite good but yeah i don't know i don't know uh and there's others but there's four versions and yeah i haven't seen those either so yeah so i thought of basically three main categories of that I feel like are keys to making the adaptation work. Mm-hmm. I have uh, young years, how it handles, how it handles young Jane, mm-hmm. the proposal scene, I think is key. crucial, And then the reunion mm-hmm. scene. I think those are my three key scenes. So we'll talk about that as well as other things, but, and then share our rankings as we go. Uh, and uh, so let's dive in. We start with 1943. This is uh, Orson Welles and Joan Fontaine. And then Margaret O'Brien plays Adele in this. And uh, you have young Jane uh, that I think that is done very well. Yes. Young Jane in this. Uh, it's so devastating when because she basically tells her aunt read off and says, uh, you know, I hate you. And she thinks that she's going to this like happy place. She's going mm-hmm. to school. It's going to be great. And then when she gets there, it's, it's very, very sad. It really is. Yeah. It's the ultimate Gothic um, tragedy there of a woman thinking she's getting into one situation and it's different. I love this adaptation though. This is actually mm-hmm. my favorite. Am I supposed to announce my rankings yeah. already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this one it really leans into the gothic nature of the novel. Mm-hmm. Uh the uh, you've got a lot of fog and spooky kind of scenes with Grace Poole and she wakes up in nightmares a lot and uh and I think there's light like literally when he proposes 
there's a the lightning strikes a tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah it's a little melodramatic but it's so romantic it's you know it's george barnes cinematography um Mm -hmm. orson wells is smoldering and brooding and he's got those eyes and that voice you know so he's like for me he is the ultimate mr rochester uh you also have really great writing um in the adaptation was done by i mean author aldous huxley you got robert stevenson john houseman a couple other people contributed including henry coster and Ketty frings you have a great uh pedigree writing that script and oh my god the the cast elizabeth taylor plays the um friend as as a child that's great. I also love uh, Peggy Ann Garner as Jane Eyre as a child is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. She is very good. The young yeah. Jane in this. And it, it is probably, I really like the 1996 young Jane. We'll talk yes, about that. But Agreed. Yeah. But it, it, those are definitely the two best yep. of young Jane. Yeah, I think for absolutely. sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that you get that classic line the string under my left rib and i will attach to you in a similar fashion yeah it'll snap and i will bleed inwardly (laughs) it's so like over the top it's so romantic i just (laughs) i love it you know the great thing about this version too is it came out a couple years after rebecca with joan fontaine oh interesting. so you know it's like the two gothic movies back to back i did an episode of watch with jen with my friend walter Shaw, where we focused on gothic movies and we chose two of the ones were rebecca and this jane Eyre because they're just so good yeah yeah one of the things that's different about this version is they do not have her go to uh, when she leaves uh there's only 15 minutes left in the movie after the, yeah. the wedding Mm-hmm. And so they don't have her go to the rivers. Uh, she doesn't get found on the moors. There's none of that. No Sinjin. And instead of going to Sinjin, uh, she goes to, that's where she goes to Aunt Reed. Yep. Yeah. They in this one. that up. I actually Which think it different. works really well. Um, sometimes I think that the Sinjin stuff, it, it depends how it's handled. It almost feels like a different mm-hmm. movie in a couple adaptations. Yeah. But here I thought this worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the book, the Sinjin part is really kind of meant to uh, to give her perspective on her morality, because yeah. that's a bigger deal in Good the point. book than in most of the movies, because she she isn't with she decides she can't be with Rochester because mm-hmm. of her Christian morality. Yep. And what she believes, she believes that's wrong and God would see it as wrong. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves him. But then she sees with Sinjin this contrast of here's this man of God who is so cold and, and distant. Yeah. And and uh, so it, it's an interesting, it can be an interesting dynamic uh, with, um, with Jane and kind of for her character. Yeah. But I think having uh, the reads works pretty well. I agree instead. with you. Yeah, it just it also shows, as you said, so eloquently, the difference between the two men, and um, how sometimes the things that you're told when you're a child, like good and evil and black and white, there's a lot of gray in the world as far as people's um, personality. And just because like, you might be a man of God, um, or somebody who has sinned, quote unquote, in the past with um, the Mr. Rochester character, you know, it's never too late to change or um, there are other issues at play here. And I I do think that it works well. Good point. Yeah. So the reunion in this one, she hears him call out in the storm. It's very, very Gothic Mm -hmm. and fun. It's good. And uh, everything's crashing and, and, and so she goes to him and uh, the the reunion is in the rubble of Thornfield Hall, and uh, she she uh, looks across, sees him, and then they reunite and kiss. And then there's a little little scene of them walking together at the end, but mm-hmm. they don't have the whole uh, uh, 
I need a wife or, you know, any of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little melodramatic. Is this the one too, with the proposal where he's like, tell me quickly, quickly. Um, Uh, Or is that later? I I can't remember. I think it's later. Okay. I can't remember. One of the adaptations does that. And it's, um, you know, it's a little much, but it's super sexy and it really works. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when he's like, give me my name. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah so this is my number three guys yeah yeah but i really enjoyed it a lot Mm -hmm. it's hard these uh these top three for me are are pretty equal yeah i went back and forth (laughs) i was going to ask you which was the first one you saw because this was actually the first one i saw so i think it might be part of the reason why it's my favorite Mm. i actually hadn't watched this till this year Believe it oh or wow! Not. Gotcha. The, this one, yeah, I know. Perfect. Uh, but I, I think the first one I actually saw was the 1996 one. Okay, yeah. That would have been right when I was, I was 15, and so it kind of that you know was perfect age. My yes. yeah, perfect timing for me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, so, all right. Uh, next, we have the 1983 version, and this is the. I guess most definitive as far as it's the book. Yeah. Pretty it's much super faithful. Yep. Yeah. It's a uh, 11 episodes uh, and uh, Timothy Dalton and Zila Clark are leads. And uh, I, I think that this one is fine. I think that Dalton is, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is sometimes nice to just have a, very accurate version yeah yeah it's important um you know they've done that with jane uh, austen's books and sometimes it's good to have that but also other times you're you're okay with the the changes yeah Mm -hmm. i do think the chemistry is lacking in this hundred percent (laughs) yeah yeah i know um when i when i watch it now i don't know if you saw that movie i love you man with paul rudd a few years ago it's really really i've heard of it i haven't seen it oh you have to see it with jason siegel and paul rudd and they're talking about timothy dalton and they call him t dalt and so now (laughs) when i see timothy dalton every time i'm like it's t dalt and uh here t dalt you know a james bond is playing uh rochester kind of like one of those paperbacks, you know, that you would see with Fabio in the 90s. Like he is <laughs> yeah. very committed to this like 100% fantasy version of what a brooding, you know, man off these pages should be. And it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a little much like at first you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, A, I'm like turned on, but also, you know, maybe take it down a notch a little yeah. bit. Like it's, it's yeah. a lot, but I still love it. I think he's wonderful. She didn't fully work for me. I mean, part of it yeah. is their chemistry. It seemed like, you know, like they just met on the set that day, which is not good. I mean, you can't fake chemistry and you can't help it, but mm-hmm. uh, for this, you really need it. And uh, they didn't do a chemistry test. I don't think or a yeah. good one. <laughs> I think, yeah, they needed a chemistry read. And even the way it's directed, I think hurts the chemistry a little bit. Like mm-hmm. in the proposal it. scene, the uh, they, they're, they're kind of apart for most of it. Yeah. They're on opposite sides like of like trees. this. Yeah. 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 And it's not until the very end that they finally kind of get close together. Uh-huh. And I, I do like that. He says that if an oath is necessary to satisfy, I will swear it. That, yes. that was a good line. That's it's the only one that uses line. that line. Yeah. <laughs> but it just doesn't feel like these are two people that are desperately in love with each other. No, not at all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like uh, it does take till the end for them to come together and you're like, well, okay. I mean, basically it's the kind of chemistry we saw in other adaptations with her and Sinjin is what I thought. Right. It's it's very um, old timey and uh, stagey. It's very BBC, you know, like seventies or eighties BBC, which Mm -hmm. I love the BBC and I love British adaptations, but this is a little, you know, drawing room stage play on a Sunday afternoon matinee when like, yes. yeah, doesn't really work. I also fully. don't like the fact he calls her Janet repeatedly. Yes. What is <laughs> with that? Weird to me. Yes. 
Come on, teen adult. Yeah. <laughs> and when the reunion in this one, he says, sweet dream, you will lead me to. Does this, and she says, does this feel like a mockery? So that that's pretty good. And yeah. I, I do hate it when Jane kind of babies him in the reunion. And some yeah. of these do that when yeah. she's like, I will read with you, walk with you. And he yeah. says, this is pity, not love. Leave me. I'm like, that's yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, he's a man. He's not your puppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There can be like a little feeling of ableism in that, you know. A little like, bit. Yeah. Yeah. That- yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I do like when he says that I, he's like, I, he says, I called out to Jane, Jane, Jane. <laughs> and then she says, I'm coming. Wait for me. Where are you? <laughs> yes. Um, and we do get the, I want a wife speech. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, he says, I will abide by your decision. I leave the choice to you. Mm-hmm. And then she says, choose then, sir, who loves you best. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, nice. It kind of gives her a little more agency. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good says, point. I, I will at least choose her who I love best. Will you marry mm-hmm. me? Yeah. That was pretty cute. That was. Yes. But it's kind of crazy to me that after 11 episodes, we do not get a final kiss. Yeah. In this Again, thing. did they just really not like each other? Was it, I don't know. <laughs> did so. he like crash into her car on day one or like, you know. Because I, I think we only get one kiss and the whole 11 episodes. And it's in the, not the that memorable if I remember. No, right. it's not. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I can barely yeah. remember it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor actors. Uh, yeah. No offense, you guys. I mean, you can't help who you have chemistry with. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have this one at fifth place. Fifth out of six. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. It is my number five. I actually made a list yesterday on Letterboxd after you sent me yours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. The Heartland TV show on Up, Faith, and Family. Fans of the hit family drama Heartland know that Up, Faith, and Family is the only place to stream every season of Heartland, including behind-the-scenes exclusive content. All 15 seasons of Heartland are available and ready to binge only in Up, Faith, and Family. And if you love Heartland, then you will love the dramatic new series, Mystic. Escape into a world of mysterious adventure, mystifying secrets, and magical moments as we follow a group of horse-loving teens who are regulars at their local stables on the fictional peninsula of Calvary Point, New Zealand. First three episodes of Mystic are now available to stream with a new episode every Thursday. Go to upfaithandfamily.com forward slash hallmarkies today to sign up for your 14-day free trial that's up faithandfamily.com slash hallmarkies so next we have the 1996 and this stars william hurt and charlotte gainsburg mm. and this one so i think it has a lot of good things i think the direction is really strong and this one by franco zeffirelli uh-huh. it, it has a really beautiful production design it does. and uh, and I think that the young Jane is very strong with Anna Paquin and like they, they so create good. this red room and it's very, it has almost a horror yeah. feel. I to agree this one. with you. I think Paquin is so good here. Like she, you brought up a really good point. It's really her and the actress in the, was it Garner in the 1943 version, I think are mm-hmm. the two best young Janes and Paquin's phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, Charlotte Gainsbourg is such a great actress that you really need somebody to believably portray her as a young girl. So it's not just like two fully different people. This really does feel like a continuation. Uh, I was noticing little things like she would do with her head or cocking it a certain way. And I felt like uh, either one of them copied the other. uh, And that might be a Zeffirelli thing. It's, it's really cool. It's also interesting because you think of Rochester as this like, probably because of Orson Welles, you know, this like dark haired um, man and you've got Hurt doing it, but Hurt mm-hmm. is really good here. The only thing about him is that he's, 
very American. So that takes me out he of is. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, you know, Hurt has a problem doing accents. I saw I, uh, Gorky Park. Like, it's it's a hard movie to watch. I wouldn't recommend it. A couple of years ago. And he was doing, like, this Russian thing where I think he changed accents in one scene, like, four or five times. And it's like, buddy, no. I mean, great actor, yeah. but trouble with accents. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, George C. Scott version of Christmas Carol, which is really good. <laughs> uh-huh. Except for not only in that does he not have a British accent at all, but <laughs> the younger version of him does. So it's like, <laughs> like he just what happened? The accent. Yeah, he, he accent. took some classes and. You know, uh, I do actually think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think that Charlotte Gainsbourg is probably my favorite Jane. I, I think she's she so captures, good. she's so p- beautiful, but yeah. there's a plainness about her that feels believable. Cause in yeah. some of these, some of these, like in the 2011, for instance, when it, they try to pretend that they're both not stunningly beautiful. Stunning. It's yeah. just kind of like, what? You're like, that's not working. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte can go either way. Like she is a knockout, of course, at Charlotte yeah. Gainsbourg, but she has the ability to really do that very well. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's her and Ruth Wilson are probably my two favorite Janes. But yeah. uh Gainsbourg's so great. Yeah. She's really, really good. And I I, the proposal scene, I think, is pretty good in here. Yeah. Uh, we get the bleed inwardly line. And I mm-hmm. love how she plays the, how can you be so stupid? <laughs> yeah, I, I was not trampled on. Here. Yeah. And you get like more of her inner turmoil, which I like because mm-hmm. sometimes Jane is so stoic. And yeah. uh, you do see more. of. You also see that in the Ruth Wilson. You get a little bit more of an emotional Jane with these two. Yeah. Yeah, and and then I like it when he says, uh, Edward, uh, he says, uh, they say, I like it when he says, say, Edward, give me my name. Say, Edward, I will marry you. Yes. And then she says, yes. And yeah. It's pretty good. And I think their chemistry is pretty good. It is very good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fun because Sinjin in this one is played by Samuel West, who if you're a fan of all creatures great and small which i am a huge fan of that show oh. he yeah he plays uh the um he plays tristan on that show and uh, like he's the basically the boss of mm-hmm. the um, james harriet character and he's really funny and uh and so yeah he's a he he has a uh, i guess quite a relation with the bbc because well, he was, he was in this. I guess that's not BBC, but these kind of p- p- yeah, costume exactly because he's in All Creatures Great and Small, and he was also in the um, uh, the Amanda Root version of Persuasion. He plays Ooh. Mr. Elliot. Wow! Yeah, this movie that. has such a remarkable cast. I mean, you got like Fiona Shaw, John Wood, Geraldine Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Joan Plowright, who I love. What is really funny, too, is fans of Gosford Park and Downton Abbey, you have Julian Fellows, uh, the writer, uh, playing Colonel Dent. For oh, I, didn't, I noticed that. And Elle McPherson is our Blanche Ingram. I mean, you and I are the same yeah. age. We grew up in the, the era of the supermodels. <laughs> so you had Elle McPherson playing her rival, and you're like, girl, you're screwed. But, you know, yeah. she wins out. Well, and I, I think this is a, a very good portrayal of Sinjin, uh, the the sort of the coldness. Yeah. Because uh, like in the 2011 and some of the other versions, they you almost wonder why she doesn't agree to go with him because mm-hmm. he's like a pretty nice guy yeah. and attractive. And um, This is, I think, a good portrayal. The reunion, I, I really like when he's, uh, he's like, my brain will burst. What delusion is this? What sweet yes. madness? <laughs> it's good her fingers and, her very fingers yeah Jane and i do like the ending you know hearing the voiceover about the future sometimes that's a little cheesy to me yeah. but i think it works well for this yeah yeah gentle dream kiss me before you go yeah uh. <laughs> it's actually like a brighter and more golden version of jane era like the cinematography wise yeah 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm contrasting it with some of the the darkness of the T-Dalt version or the darkness of um, the 1943, but it is more like a storybook golden. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Little Women, which came out a few years earlier, Jillian Armstrong, which is my favorite Mm -hmm. Little Women adaptation. Yeah, so kind of this warmer glow. Yeah. And plants will gather around you because your strength offers them a safer hold. That was very cute. Very good. Uh, So this one I have at uh, number four. My Okay. Let me see. I have this one at number three. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. 19, there's a version in 1997 that stars Samantha Morton and Kieran Hines. Mm -hmm. And this has very little young Jane. There's it's only yeah. about 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, of the movie. And I, I think that she's a very mousy version of Jane. They kind of went as opposed to some of these other versions where she's a little bit stronger. She's yeah. I think that's just the best word to describe her. She's like a very mousy version. She is. There is little I can say about this movie to recommend it. Um, I love the actors normally, like Samantha Morton, Karen Hines are great. And, you know, with Hines, you have that dreamy Irish voice of his that's perfect. But but he's like just, I think, almost from a different movie, he seems like. Or he's just kind of an ill fit for the role. And then um, Samantha Morton is kind of playing Jane as sort of this mousy I don't know, like kind of a Nancy Drew for lack of a better word, but like mousy Nancy Drew. That's kind of what what I got. But mm-hmm. yeah, this one is is not my favorite. No, me too. It's uh, it's my number six by a large, <laughs> large gap. Oh my gosh, my too. It is number six. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, I would say there's a wide berth between that and uh, the BBC version with T-Dolls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, the thing I found the most kind of shocking is mm-hmm. I think this is the worst kissing I've ever seen. It's not <laughs> supposed to be intentionally bad kissing. They oh, like can't even find each other's mouths. They're like all over each other's faces. It's, <laughs> there's an episode of Sex in the City that we did about Charlotte dating this bad kisser. And yeah. I, it just feels like they took inspiration from that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I... I- yeah, now that I'm thinking about some of the clips I watched, it was not good. I mean, because I did see this, but it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, that that's not good chemistry. Again, when you're making a movie that is supposed to be this romantic, because it is an adaptation of one of the most romantic pieces of literature, yeah. make sure you believe that these two people would, you know, be dating in love. Yes. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of crucial. Like you got to be able to match... <laughs> connect with the lips yeah make sure <laughs> that's asking it. too much get them a couple vision tests maybe do a couple practice kisses yes yeah. exactly i know stage kissing you're not maybe really kissing them the way we think we are when we right. watch but you know yeah work yeah. on it it was bad it was really bad <laughs> uh the in the in the proposal they do we have the left rib mm-hmm. line the bleeding inwardly And she says, you have shown true respect for me. And to think I will be torn from you is too much. And, and then he says, you know, my bride is here. And he says, I, I, I love you and have always loved you. Um, in this one, the Sinjin is pretty dreamy. Yeah. (laughs) You're kind of like, can he find her mouth? No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. 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 He can find the mouth, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, Which is kind so of She important. hears Edward calling and he says, uh, when they reunite, he, he's, he tells her to leave. He says, go away. I don't want a companion, nor do I want a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she says, I have thought of you every day since I left. Uh, and and he says, I came to see you. And he says, it was a narrow escape. You could have been married to this hideous wreck. I can think of nothing better. Which is really <laughs> cheesy. But... <laughs> it is. Yeah. The dialogue needs some work. I like the sentiment. <laughs> I like what they're going for. But yeah, I mean, it is. You you brought up the good point earlier when you talked about like some of these can be considered ableism a little bit. Like you don't want her to feel like 
she's babysitting this guy or just like back there almost like i'm your governess now essentially right yeah and sometimes this walks a weird line with that like you still want to make it seem like even though this guy has some disability like there is still i mean he's a man and she's a woman and there still should be heat and equality and seeing them on that level and not as like a charity case for sure yeah yeah and she she says i will not go i will never leave your side again if you throw me out of the house i will pound the door down (laughs) (laughs) i have to double check who wrote this one oh boy uh i'm sorry Kay mellor peter white and uh richard (laughs) holly we're calling you out guys yeah 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 it's not the best not not the best. best i have it at yeah at six of course We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So then 2006 is our next version. This starts Ruth Wilson and Toby Stevens. And this is four episodes BBC. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the young Jane is, for considering it's four, you know, four episodes, it's mm-hmm. only about 15 minutes of the first episode. They get through that it really is. fast. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. They really and, will right through it. Yeah. And this one, they really amp up the sort of, romance novel-esque yes. uh, aspects of the story. It's got some pretty steamy parts. Which I love. Story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of need it. You're watching these and, you know, you're like, oh, God, is it four episodes? And then, whoa, <laughs> this just got hot. You know, the important thing to hear is it's directed by a woman. You have Susanna White directing it. And um, yeah. she plays into the sensuality. It kind of reminded me of, like, why Sofia Coppola is one of my favorite filmmakers is she really taps into the sensual or as a girl, you feel things differently or you pay attention to emotions and feeling and your various senses in a different way. And this sort of connects with that. It really does play up the um, sensuality of the story, not just mm-hmm. the Gothic or the staginess, like lightning crashing. I mean, you still get, you know, kiss in the rain and that kind of thing, but yeah, it's gorgeous. This is my second favorite of the, of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my second favorite too. I, I, I kind of, I like that they go more into Rochester's backstory. Yes. Good point. This, you learn about his relationship with Adele's mother, mm-hmm. um, that he had, he was basically in the room and she comes in with another man yeah. and says about how foolish Rochester is. And she just wants him for his 20,000 a year or whatever. I thought that and, was really important because mm-hmm. Otherwise, you were kind of like, was he just over in Jamaica, just getting it on with all these people? And like, what was happening? Sometimes you got that it was maybe he was manipulated into marrying her or he had a fling. And I just thought this was really crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the whole second episode, if you wanted to, you could you could probably skip. Like they spend the whole, almost the whole episode is him with Blanche and making uh making jane uncomfortable and i know um, it kills you yeah watching (laughs) this many clips and movies um in the past uh few days or well i've watched them over weeks but like getting back Uh into clip mode in the last few days 
I actually found myself just like yelling at the TV, like, just tell her you dig her already. Cause he's like yeah. torturing this poor girl and yeah. uh, it kills you because we've all been there where it's like, does he like me? Is he just playing yeah. with me? What is going on? Yeah. When she leaves the party and he's like, why, why did you leave? Most people wouldn't care what their paid subordinates mm-hmm. about their opinion. Yes. Now it's been a while <laughs> since I rewatched. Is this the one with the like fortune telling scene? Or is that a different one? Um, I think so. Yeah. 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 Which I thought was interesting. Uh, (laughs) A little hippie. Yeah. Yeah. The third episode, it starts with her uh, visit to Aunt Reed. Okay. And so that's pretty devastating. And yeah. um, And then we get the, uh, they, they have these twins that have this like connection the spirit mm-hmm. they're called the ashton's twins yep we share a spirit and if you go to ireland with all that distance i will bleed inwardly <laughs> i love that line yeah i love how like throughout the the book or the proposal it's all like don't send me to ireland like ireland yeah. is this horrible place when it's gorgeous and stuff and it's like ireland, come on you guys what's distance. with the ireland hate yeah the sea is such a barrier yeah <laughs> from oh, what Jane? Yeah. Thornfield. Yeah. Although I always uh, did like um the element in the various proposal scenes when you know she had to kind of admit and it's far from you. Because so I thought it was important yeah. that, you know, she isn't just waiting for him to declare that he loves her, like she is giving clues as a woman, like, yeah, I'm attracted to you. And I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, and he says, uh, she says, I would never forget you. How can you imagine that? I wish mm-hmm. I'd never been born. I wish I'd never come here. And then she says, I love Thornfield because I've lived a full life here. I've been treated yeah. as an equal. You have treated me as an equal. <laughs> yes, which is an important uh, thing to get out there. Yeah, I love the proposal yeah. scene in this one. Mm-hmm. I will confess it's so to, like, good. on bad days, like, yeah, maybe I'm going to cue that up on YouTube. Like, you know, yeah, it, me too. It yeah, it pays the the ticket or it it, it yeah it hits the spot. It hits it's the spot. Very sexy. It's it's great. Yes. Do you think I'm a machine that I can bear I it? No. Because Ruth I'm poor and so plain, good. obscure and little that I yeah. have no heart with yes. no soul. I have as much heart as you and as much soul. And if God had given me some beauty and wealth, I'd make it as hard for you to leave me as for me to leave. Yes, I know. She's so (laughs) conflicted. And she's so uh, emotional, which again, I love because some of these Jane declarations, she's just like standing there with a blank Mm -hmm. face. And uh, Ruth is really uh, playing up the emotions. And I love Ruth. She's so good. She's so good. And back and forth on Toby. Um, But he's Mm -hmm. I've come around. I really liked him. Yeah. Yeah. They have good chemistry, I, I they think. They do. Yeah. Yeah, especially Oh, my God. The later scene, episodes. Uh, after the, the wedding, when he's trying to, like, get her to stay. Yeah. Holy the... cow. Yeah. <laughs> it is Jane so, Eyre after dark, people. Yes. <laughs> she said, yeah. And I think for p- people like you and I that are older singles, there's something yeah, yeah. about that, like, yearning that we relate to connect with about Jane. Yes, <laughs> I think yeah. I like this book, even book and movies more older I get, the more single I get. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, you know, I think about some past relationships yeah. where you're like, well, God, I was glad to get away from that guy. Like you go to Sinjin, like get out of there. <laughs> and then other times you're like, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, so the, he when he proposes, he says, I want you to live with, with me to pass through life as my second self. You, mm-hmm. Jane, you know I don't love Blanche. Yep. <laughs> I love you like my own flesh. Yeah. So episode three ends with the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then we start up episode four with her on the moors. And we get some pretty steamy flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. In episode four. Yep. <laughs> So basically what we're saying is if, you know, if you're in the mood, go to episode four. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if yeah. you need that spot to be hit, yes. this is a good one. Yeah. Um, and, but Sinjin <laughs> is very bland in this. He's like not interesting either as a conflicted character or as a, uh, 
a, a dreamy character. He's just kind mm-hmm. of there. And yeah. Um, and uh, then I, he, um, he says in the, in the flashbacks, uh, he says, since that moment, I've never wanted to leave the place that you were. When you mm-hmm. left, I remained waiting for my little bird to return. We have to mm-hmm. be together. So she's got strong willpower. <laughs> yes. Very much. <laughs> and he makes the offer about a villa in the Mediterranean where they can live as brother and sister. Yeah. Like he's kind of offering, um, you know. Like a celibate option. Uh, yeah. A, a celibate option. Which, <laughs> I mean, is it one of those things like uh, the story of Frank Sinatra and Mia Farrow where he talked or she talked about when they met and you know, come visit me and you'll have your own room and all that and it'll be chased and I won't do anything. And so, you know, like, so she goes and the first night he, he shows her the room and she's like, I never slept in that room. So, you know, you're like, is he being serious here or will Jane Eyre and Rochester have this like thing? I mean, with this adaptation, you don't know. You don't think these people yeah. can live uh, as brother and sister by any means. So she has to get out of there if she wants to. Yeah, I, I certainly couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> not not be at that all. strong, no. Toby nope. Stevens. Yeah, nope. that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> we um, pull the so- Frank Sinatra. Like, sure we will, but nah. Yes. Yeah. And then so when she comes back, uh, she she says, George is in the kitchen, sir. Mm-hmm. And he says, who is that? Pilot knows me. And then I really like when he says, you are real. I dream mm-hmm. of you often. And in the morning, you are gone. You are always. A yeah, witch. that was beautiful. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. And I do. I mean, it's a little patronizing, but I I do like when she kisses him and she says, I'm sorry for this, for this, mm-hmm. and for this. I'll res- yeah. And, uh, and then it feels more like gets- empathy and pity, yeah. which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they have, after the reunion, they have a couple scenes and then they kind of end with, uh, another proposal scene, mm-hmm. uh, where he gets jealous of Sinjin. Yeah. And uh, he he mentions the or she mentions the Mediterranean villa plan, and he says that plan doesn't sound so agreeable anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be friends, Jane. I want a wife. I love that. That's so swoonworthy to me. Yes, it is very good. Yep. Uh, I want a it's wife to share my bed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, every night. If yes. I can't have that, I'd rather die. <laughs> yeah, it's a little romance novel, but it, it yeah. works. Yeah, I love it. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Yep. And I, the ending line from her, I, she says, your life is not yours to give up. It is mine, all mine, and I forbid it. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is a really, really good version. If people haven't it seen is. it, yeah, it's worth it's the four great, hours. It's a great, like... Uh, if you can get your guy to watch it, it's like an ultimate date uh, <laughs> miniseries for sure. Yeah. Though if I you think get, if you I... can get your guy to watch it, like that's a keeper right there. That's yes. what I was just going to say. If you can get your guy to watch a four hour version of Jane Eyre. Yes. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, watch, that's we're the dream get like a bunch of um you know like i would watch it like <laughs> a bunch of people are gonna hit up rachel right now and yeah. be like rachel come over and watch with me yeah. uh, i'll do it i sure. i will yeah all right <laughs> so the last version is from 2011 yes and this stars mia wysakowska and michael fassbender directed by carrie fukunagua and I this one is kind of like the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. I feel like you have to do something different. You have to switch it up. True. And it's been told yeah, so many times that that if you just did a straight retelling, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like what's the point? I mean, yeah. and so I appreciate the fact that this one it makes this decision with this non to make it a non-linear narrative. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I don't like that in stories because it just could kind of uh be kind of distracting but with this i think it works because you immediately get invested in jane as an adult and rochester and the love story 
from the it starts up with her on the moors yeah and the the this is really about the love story they barely have any of young jane it's very short yep I know I I hadn't seen it when it came out but and I remember I liked it but I forgot and I just rewatched it a few days ago and I was like wait that's it I couldn't uh, believe that but they do have to do something different you did compare it to um, the 2005 uh, Pride and Prejudice which is um, a good comparison I prefer of course that movie this was good it's kind of like my friend Blake Howard has this thing where we ask him, you know, did you like the movie? And he goes, it's fine. So that mm-hmm. was kind of my, there's things I really like dug about it for sure. I thought the actors were great, but overall um, it's fine. I could take it yeah. or leave it. Yeah. I love this version. This is my favorite. I, oh, I j- gotcha. just, yeah, it just works for me. I love the chemistry. <laughs> I think it's really strong. And I love the music. I love cinematography. Oh, very good music. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just feel like it has the most connection and it's most Mm. about the love story. And um, it is a little bit when, when, you know, when they talk about that being them being ghastly and hard to look at, whatever. (laughs) Give me a break. You're like, these are two of the most photogenic people. Like, come (laughs) on. Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. I've forgotten that Sally Hawkins was Mrs. Reed. I did too. Oh, I love Sally Hawkins. I was yeah. so excited to see her. And you have uh, Jamie Bell as St. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. St. Jim. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Sally Hawkins, because she usually plays really happy, lovely characters like in Paddington and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thing and, um, yeah, uh, it was a happy switch. go lucky. And, Mm-hmm. But she can also play a, a convincing villain. She was oh, in yeah. a, um, a movie last year that just ended up going to Netflix called A Boy Called Christmas, where she plays like an yes, evil elf. Yes, I remember that. I reviewed that. She was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. She was good in it. Um, and she is, yeah, she's terrible here. Oof. Yeah, she really is. Uh, and you brought up uh, the music. Dario Marianelli is one of my favorite composers. If you mm-hmm. really dig um, scores and you want to listen to more that he's done, I think viewers or listeners, I should say, to this, yeah. should check out. Um, he did the score to Atonement, you know, the way they use the typewriter. It's so good. I also love his Pride and Prejudice. There's a movie that he did that I really love that not enough people have seen called I Capture the Castle, which mm. is so romantic and dreamy and it's really really good it was written by the woman that wrote 101 dalmatians the book and then they they adapted it and uh rachel it'd be your cup of tea for sure so the music in that is especially good as well but i love that they brought dario he also did the anna karenina which i haven't seen that version by joe wright but um Um, yeah yeah, he's a big joe wright Yes, he's Person. a big Joe Wright guy and uh, yeah. period films. Yes, romantic ones. <laughs> so she tells uh, Mrs. Reed, she says, I dislike you more than anyone else in the world. And she says, deceit is not my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And then the Helen dying scene is brutal in this it one. It is so brutal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They are, uh, she falls asleep together with her and you see her there with her eyes open dead like it yeah it's traumatic uh, like you don't get a lot with the child except mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. like the bulk and you're like whoa yeah it's super traumatic and i think also it sets the stage for why she would be filled with so much darkness as a child and maybe gravitate towards that as an adult which i thought was a a good way to do it Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. And there's some really good scenes between her and uh and Rochester. Well, it's the scene where she bewitches his horse, or that's what yes. he says. I always love that. It's re- really good. And then after when he's inspecting her her paintings mm-hmm. and he she's he says, You you don't have anything to say? And he says, I don't I he sa- she says that uh um that I that you're talking nonsense mm-hmm. um that uh they get really close uh and yeah they like near kiss a few times yeah. yeah i really love the scene where she saves them from the fire and mm-hmm. they got her yeah. hands 
close. Yeah. That's always an important moment of the, of the adaptation for me. Like that kind of makes or breaks the chemistry is what happens after the fire. Yeah. I have the pleasure of owing you my life. There is no debt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very good. (laughs) She, she says, I'm not afraid. I simply have no desire to discuss nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then he says, do you ever laugh, Miss Eyre? And yeah. You're not, naturally, you're not naturally austere more than I am naturally vicious. You know what cracks me up is so you don't realize how, like, catty or how much he plays with her until mm-hmm. you watch these back to back. And yeah. you're like, he's such a diva. The way he, <laughs> he plays a lot of games, like, after the fire, like, okay, well, you know, go ahead and leave me for cold. And then you're going. Like, it's, it's the funniest thing. It's like, well, no, don't go, go, don't, you know, it's kind of one of those, um, like silent movie, you know, don't kiss me. Okay. Kiss me, you know, things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Michael Fassbender should be like, I know that he's a celebrity and I know that he's famous. I feel like he should be even more though. He's an excellent actor. Yeah. And you think with doing all the X-Men movies and stuff, like Mm -hmm. you think, Maybe that's the difference between X-Men and being in the MCU. I don't know. I just feel like he should have Oscars at this point. He should have, like, he's so good. Yeah, he is great. You know, he might be one of those people who's, like, more of a character actor, even though, of course, he's extremely good looking. Sometimes the character actors, they disappear in roles so much that they don't really get that leading man marquee. Also, we don't really make those movies anymore, which is is sad. They kind of go direct to streaming or or if we make them at all. So yeah. yeah. Another one who uh, also I've heard stuff about his tempestuous uh, personality. Oh. So another yeah. one he kind of reminds me of in that respect, who's another remarkable actor who normally you would think would be much bigger too, is Tom Hardy. I kind of put these two mm. men together, yeah. Hardy and Fassbender for sure. Yeah. Well, if, if Tom Hardy would just pick a movie that you could actually understand what he's saying, yes. that would probably help. I know there's that great um, thing in uh, the trip <laughs> series with Steve Coogan and uh, uh, Rob Brydon where they're like doing their version or their impressions of Tom Hardy. And it's like, nobody wants to tell Tom on set that you can't understand him because he's terrifying. And yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yes. Um, I really love the scene in this after Mason comes when he says, what would Jane Eyre do to secure my happiness? I would do anything mm. for you. Anything yeah. that was right. Oh, yes, that's, that's very, very good. That's mm-hmm. very foreshadowing. So then she goes to uh, Mrs. Reed, and I also love the scene when she asks for her wages. Yes. And he only gives which her. Which is important um, yeah. to see. Yeah, a woman mm-hmm. go, hey, you owe me money, which, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And he only gives her the, well, first he gives her more than his it's like own. It's too much or not that. enough. And, you know, yeah. I would be the same way. I would take the not enough because, yeah, <laughs> I would feel weird. Yeah. You don't want to like feel like he paid for you kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And, uh, and then we get the proposal. We get the bleeding inwardly line when you go to Ireland Critical. with all that distance. Yeah. Uh, and she says, I've lived yeah, again a- with Ireland. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I live a full is the life. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there. I, am, I, am I a machine without feelings? Do you think yes. because I am obscure, plain, and little that I am soulless and heartless? I, I have just as much soul and just as much heart. If God had blessed me with beauty and wealth, I would make it as hard for you to leave me as I to leave you. It is my spirit that addresses your spirit. <laughs> and it's Mia and she's gorgeous. And you're like, so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he says, I offer you my hand, my heart, mm-hmm. you are my equal and likeness. Please accept me as your husband, which I, that's so swoon, swoon worthy, I feel like. Yeah. Accept me as your yeah, husband. Yeah, he's like putting it to her, which is nice. I think this <laughs> yeah. is another one that was written by, uh, yes, this was adapted by a woman. Uh, Moira Buffini mm. did the adaptations. So I think maybe that's why we do have scenes like her looking for her wages or him kind of offering himself as more of an equal than uh, yeah. him making the decisions in the relationship all the time in some of the other versions. Yeah. And I love their their kiss. And then they go and they run inside. Mm-hmm. And I swear the 2006 and this are filmed at the same time. They have the same Thornfield Hall. It's, I know. Looks you exactly kind of wonder. Yeah. 
like did they call uh, each other like yo carrie this is where we filmed it oh, okay cool yeah. like we don't need to do location scouting we'll just go there yeah yeah and they kiss inside the house they come out uh-huh. from the rain and it's just great i, I love is. that yeah who doesn't and, love a kiss in the rain in film it's like why you watch yeah. the movies basically yeah and you also have uh judy dench as miss fairfax love and judy. she's great in this yeah. as usual yeah, you get Sally Hawkins, you get Judy, everybody wins. Yep. Yeah. I love the scene where she leaves him in this. I think it's so well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he admits that he was cowardly. Yep. Uh, I know that now. And uh, just when he's like, I cannot get at you. It is your soul <laughs> that I want. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a swoon moment for sure. It's so good. Yeah. I also love when she has the fantasy and when she's at the rivers and it's snowing outside and she's mm-hmm. knock, knock, knock. And she goes, and she sees him in the doorway and they kiss. That is a great scene. Yeah. For a minute, you're like, what am I watching? And then, oh, it's a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, they had to put a little sex in the movie, which yeah. because this one they did need to, as as Rachel pointed out, kind of change things up from the other versions. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. like, we don't want to be the Samantha Morton version. No offense to Samantha right. Morton, but that was not a great uh, <laughs> filmmaking experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I love the reunion in this okay. when she just puts yeah. her hand on his hand, mm. and then he he this is all about feels the it. hands. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing I love more than a subtle handhold in a yeah, rom- rom- these, one of these, these movies, movies uh, it, it was kind of a thing too in the yeah. 2000s because i reviewed this was maybe a year or two ago the box set from focus features which was like 11 films uh-huh. and you had brokeback mountain had an important moment with hands you had pride and prejudice oh. um i think there was one in lost oh. in translation there was like a ton of hand yeah. things happening oh a ton pride- too yeah Pride and Prejudice, that is such a great moment when he's like yes. squeezing he's his like hand trying after to touching feel her. It again. Yeah, like oh. the electricity. Yes. <laughs> and so I love good. that like a guy directed that and was like, you know, kind of playing into the emotion. Made you go, whoa, Joe Wright. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like the dream of my life to be in a movie theater with a guy that I like and have just the subtle handhold, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. What we're seeing is probably will never happen, but it's my dream. No, it will. Yeah. We're going to get you hooked up. We'll find you your own uh, guy who wants to watch the Jane Eyre for sure. I'm open to setups. I'm available. All right. I will start like thinking. Yeah. Everybody check your address book. Actually, you know, it's better when you have friends like kind of vouch for people. Yeah. Yeah, I I said in the I've said in the Sex and the City pod that I do with my friend Jax. I'm like, I'll have a meal with anybody. Yeah, like sure, sure. Yeah, it's coffee is coffee, as they say. That's right. Yeah, it's like you know, actually, it's almost better than a meal because you know you're only with them maybe an hour if it doesn't go well because we've all. What been do you got to lose? Yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I figure. Yeah, I, I just he says this hand chain air oh <laughs> and he, she says edward i've come back to you mm-hmm. and then she says fairfax rochester with nothing to say uh and and then he says a dream awaken then and that's it that ends the movie yeah it's really that's good lovely mm-hmm. yeah so i I, I know this is the, probably the least accurate of, I mean, it takes the most l- liberties, most yeah. risk liberties. Yeah. That's a good word mm-hmm. from the novel, but I, don't know, I just love it. I love this one. So it is my favorite. Um, so uh, where did you have this one ranked? This one, I put it number four. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fine. Um, there are elements like some of the ones we talked about that I absolutely love in it. But overall, it just it didn't really um, hit the emotional core for me on the level, mm-hmm. I should say, that the other ones did. But it's yeah. very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go over our rankings real quick. Okay. 2011 in number one, I have 2006 in number two, 1943 mm-hmm. at three. And then I have 1996 at four, 1983 at five, and 1997 at six. What about okay. you? Okay. 
All right. Mine, I went with the 1943. Wells is number one. Number two, I have that Ruth Wilson, the sensual swoony one at number two. <laughs> number three, I have Charlotte Gainsbourg uh, being just absolutely stunning and great. Four, I have the new one, the 2011. Five, I have T-Dalt. And six, I have uh, poor Samantha Morton and Kiaran Hines. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. You're great actors, but no. No. So, so let us know if you're listening, what you think of these different adaptations. Maybe there's one we didn't talk about that you like better yeah, than any of these. that we need or to the, see. Yeah, let us know in the in the comments or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Jen, where can people find you and your podcasts? Of course. Yeah, you can find me at Film Intuition on social media and Letterboxd. So you can yell at me like, what is she talking about? That's where I am. My website is filmintuition.com. And my podcast, Watch with Jen, is available everywhere. And also I have a Patreon at Film Intuition. Great. We'll have all that information in the description. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Yeah. Also, make sure that you are following the podcast, All Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars for both of our podcasts. We'd sure appreciate it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the pay, we have our own patron group and a merch store. So take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, Jen. This was a blast. I really, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, Thank about you all so much. Uh, anytime you ask, I am there. I always have <laughs> so much fun talking to you, Rachel. It's it was, been great being friends. Yes. It was so fun. So uh, let us know what y'all think and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>